The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Kroll Call, we're kicking off Mother's Day weekend a little early with a special hour devoted to moms. Susan Bennett is the voice of the mother of all computer voices, but we bet you've heard her in more places than your iPhone. Seriously. Then, the kitchen witch Lindsay Wells is back, and she has some tasty and easy-to-make recipes for your Mother's Day brunch. Plus, it wouldn't be Mother's Day without some live, unplanned shenanigans from my mom, Nana, or both. That's what's coming up today on Curl Call. everybody. Welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Stan Kroll. I am the guy who puts the Kroll in Kroll Call. I may also put the call in Kroll Call. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe we'll figure that out by the end of the hour. Some shenanigans coming up. Want to stay tuned for that, definitely. We're back here. We're live this week after our little daytime Emmy break. Now, if you missed last week's Special Songs of the Soaps, it's a lot of S's, Special Songs of the Soaps, it was a playlist, it was a greatest hits, you can check it out in the archives anytime at curlcall.com. It was a lot of fun. Richard Sims was here. We recounted, I think, seven songs that have become popular because of their placements in soaps. Good time. And if you want, you can even download a copy from iTunes for free and give it to your mom for Mother's Day. I know that she would love to spend some time with me on Mother's Day. So go ahead, go off and do that. But not just yet, because it is Friday, May 8th, 2015. It's Mother's Day weekend. We've got a show today that celebrates moms in all sorts of different ways. Coming up a little later in the show, Lindsay Wells, the Kitchen Witch, is here. She's going to be offering up some easy-to-make Mother's Day brunch ideas, and she's also going to have some of those quick recipe ideas. I guess we call them Kitchen Witch Quickies or something. We'll work on the name for that as well. Those will be playing during our commercial breaks. You'll always want to listen to those. I know that I do because the ideas are quick, they're easy, they're tasty. You don't really need a lot of kitchen expertise to make them, so stay tuned, listen for those. And then we're going to wrap up the show with me doing something that is surely going to end in disaster because I've never tried it before, so why not do it today for a a sweeps episode, I guess. I'm going to be making phone calls, surprise random phone calls to moms that are in my phone list, just picking up the phone, calling them, wishing them Happy Mother's Day. What could go wrong? I don't know. We're about to find out, I guess. But we're going to kick off the show in really great fashion because my first guest has one of the most recognizable voices around, but I'm betting that many of you couldn't pick her out of a crowd. I have to admit, I couldn't either until I saw a photo of her and thought, hmm, I know who that is. So how is it possible to be so well-known yet so not known? Well, we're going to find that out because Susan Bennett has shared the stage with Roy Orbison and Burt Bacharach. She's been the voice of ad campaigns for McDonald's, Mazda, Coca-Cola, to name just a few. But she is best known as the original voice of Apple's Siri. Susan, welcome to Kroll Call. Thank you, Dan. I am so excited to have you here, and uh, as I was telling you before we, we got here live on the air, 
We get a lot of questions submitted to us from listeners, but you have generated the most buzz, the most questions of any guest in four, four and a half years. That's kind of amazing. It is. It really is amazing. People absolutely love this app. It's incredible. And for folks out there, if you are listening live, you can also still submit your questions on Twitter at Kroll Call Show or go to the feedback on krollcall.com. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that we're going to try to answer as many as we get. We, of course, only have a limited amount of time, so get them in now. But, uh, Susan, I mean, are you surprised that so many people are fascinated by you? I really am. Uh, you know, for me, it's, um, you know, it was a job. <laughs> recording all of this stuff for Siri, and it was a surprise that it turned out to be Siri because the, this stuff was recorded 10 years ago, so I really had no idea where it was going to end up. And uh, it has been very surprising to me that, that people have, have just fallen in love with this app. I mean, they really almost consider her uh, a person. <laughs> they kind of do. I've been making some little Instagram videos over here of me asking Siri, Siri, what do you look like? And the answers were are actually kind of funny, but something that people will be surprised. I- I'm sure they're going on Twitter right now to say so. Ten years ago, we're talking 2005. It's right. pre a lot of, I mean, YouTube was in its infancy. Ten years ago, this is what, top secret? What did you answer? I mean, it's a typical sort of voiceover call where you went in and, and had no idea until when that this was going to be Siri. Well, I do a lot of um, what are called industrial voiceovers, uh, which are kind of tedious, but they, they require a certain kind of skill. So I do a lot of um, narrations and on-hold messaging and that sort of stuff, and I have a particular company that I've been working with locally for many years. And they said, well, look, we have this other company that wants to use your voice, and they're just recording all of these different sounds. And it was, uh, it was, it was kind of an adventure. It was something new, <laughs> and it meant a lot of work. And so I said, uh, sure, I'm in. And what it ended up being was recording uh, hundreds and hundreds, thousands even, of uh, phrases and sentences that were created solely to get all of the combinations of sound, all of the sound combinations in, well, for me, the English language. And this took four hours a day, five days a week for the month of July in 2005. And then we did updates uh, in later years. But I had absolutely no idea where all of this was going to end up. Oh, to finish the, you know, the, uh, the progression of, of how that happened, after the recordings are done, the technicians would go in and extract sounds and uh, put them back together to form their own sentences, and this process is called concatenation. And so consequently, um, the thing that made Siri so iconic, the original Siri, so iconic is she was the first concatenated voice that really sounded pretty human. Uh, up to that point, you would have a, hello, thank you for calling. You know, very robotic and very, you know, not, not very... Uh, friendly <laughs> sound. <laughs> and so uh, that's, that's, what, uh, that's why Siri has become this, this big thing, you know? I think what's going to be interesting to see how people respond to what you just said in that 
People probably think that you were sitting in a, in a recording studio recording every single thing that Siri says. I, I saw a lot of people were sending, well, how did they know that she was going to need to say this? But that's not the case. They were just having you, it's sort of like, I guess, typing. The, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog so you can type right. all the letters. But they they were the much thing. more nonsensical than that, actually, and, and very, very boring. You'd say things like, you know, say the zzz ding again, say the buzz ding again, say the, you know, you do this repetitive, tedious, tedious stuff. It really was <laughs> kind of mind-numbing stuff. And, uh, but it was kind of fascinating, too, at the same time. And what they ended up doing with it, the actual technological expertise and, you know, uh, the process is, is absolutely fascinating. But the answers that came up with Siri, uh, those are things that were programmed um, by, well, first of all, the creator, everyone thinks Apple created Siri. The creator was a Norwegian man named um, Dag Kitlaus. And I'm not sure if he chose the Siri voice or Apple chose my voice. I'm, I'm not sure about that. But he was the inventor. He's the one that came up with the app, and Apple bought it from him for, I think, like $200 million or something like that. And um, And so... When Apple got Siri, I know that Steve Jobs was very, very invested in Siri. It was a a big deal to him, and he put a lot of his own personality in it. So all of the answers that you hear are not things that I came up with. I merely donated, uh, well, I didn't donate. I merely (laughs) provided the voice. But all of the programs and, and, you know, the programming was done by, you know, Apple and this uh, Norwegian man. And but particularly Apple when it would, when you know became the iPhone. Um, and for instance, Steve Jobs put a lot of his own sense of humor in the Siri app, and he loved a group called the Firesign Theater. Those guys started off in the 1970s, and they were really amazing because they could kind of foresee the future. They had all kinds of skits about how we would be living in the future, and these things came true. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. So they had. Um, a short sketch was uh, they had this computer hacker named Clem who goes to the fair of the future, which is run by robots and holograms and that. And when he shows up, he's taken aback by a hologram that just comes up to him quickly and asks for his name. And he's so taken aback, he goes, uh, Clem. And so from then on, you know, his name was recorded, so he's referred to as Ah Clem. And he refers to himself as worker. So if you talk to your iPhone, you talk to Siri, and you say, hello, Siri, worker here, Siri will say, oh, hello, Ah Clem. What, can I, what, what function may I perform for you? So that was a Steve Jobs thing. He loved the fire sign theater, so he incorporated that into Siri. Another thing is if you ask Siri the meaning of life, um, more often than not, sometimes she'll give you different answers, but more often than not, she'll say 42, which came from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So that was another favorite of Steve Jobs. You know, I, I think a lot of what people enjoy about the Internet are memes and things that are funny. Sometimes we think of, of people going to the Internet to bully or be mean. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of humor to be shared on the Internet. So it's good that Siri has a little bit of that humor, too. Absolutely. Recorded in 2005, did all of this, you know, years later, Siri pops up. But from what I understand, you didn't tell anyone originally that you were the voice of Siri. Why not? Well, you know, I didn't really know what to do with the information. I thought, well, this could either really 
be a big deal for me or it could be catastrophic. <laughs> because you can either go, oh, wow, that's great. We need that voice. We need the voice of Siri. Or it mm. could be, oh, the, she's the voice of Siri. She's everywhere. We can't use her. And so I really did a lot of deliberating. I also had to look into the legal aspects of it, too, because uh, you can imagine uh, people that use digital corporations that use digital voices don't particularly want um, their... You know, they, they like their digital voices to stay anonymous. Um, but uh, none of the original series had non-disclosure agreements. So, and that's why, uh, you know, I finally decided, actually, it was my husband and my son both convinced me. They said, oh, you're missing out on a really fun opportunity. And I thought, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so... For those of you who are just tuning in, we're talking to Susan Bennett. She is the voice of the original Siri that you may have heard on your iDevice. With that, and, and not mentioning, Susan, initially uh, that you were the voice of Siri, I'm wondering, though, did anyone say to you during that time, hey, uh, do you know that you sound like the iPhone lady? No, because um, my regular speaking voice doesn't really sound all that much like Siri. Um, in fact, one Halloween, a little kid came up to the door, and, and he, he said, well, the neighbors say you're all, they all say you're Siri. And I said, uh, yeah, I am. And he said, you don't sound like Siri. And I said, how about now? <laughs> That's so, it's freaking me out to, to yeah. hear. Uh, and, and I've done, which I'm sure everyone has, you sort of alluded to it, that there are these hidden Easter egg type things for certain questions. Have you yourself ever gone to an iPhone or iPad and, and pushed it and asked silly questions to see what Siri would say back to you? You know, I really haven't um, because it. I'll tell you what. I'm used to hearing my voice on radio and TV commercials and, you know, documentaries and all kinds of things like that. But it was very freaky to have this little tiny computer, <laughs> handheld computer, uh, with my voice interacting with me. As I, as I like to say, I talk to myself enough as it is. <laughs> so, um, and the one time that I talked to Siri, uh, the, original, the first time I talked to Siri, she gave me some major attitude. You know, oh. I said, oh, hi, Siri, how are you doing? Uh, what are you doing? She said, I'm talking to you. <laughs> wow. So, she is there me. So my any of that? Dissed is, me. That's yeah. funny. That's really <laughs> funny. Is there any of uh, you, obviously it's a computer and they took your voice and they did the, the different tones. Has Siri ever, or you've ever heard of anything that you might sit and say, mm, you know what, that's something that I would say. Is there any of you in Siri? Yes, I think she she has um, she has a little bit of an edge to her, a little <laughs> bit of an attitude, you know, and, and kind of a, a you know a sense of humor. Although I will have to say that all of the original Siri voices were changed with the advent of the OS seven system. So all of the original series are 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 just in the past. Uh, they ended with the uh, just the iPhone five. S, I think, is when the OS 7 system started. And the new Siri is, um, she's a little bit more generic to me. She's kind of, um, she doesn't have as much attitude, and she says LOL. You know? Oh. Yeah. Well, that's and, very un you have to say, you have to wonder what Siri would sound like if she laughed, so. That was <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit way too creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to completely wipe that out of our minds. So yeah, I want to ask yeah. you. It could be really, really diabolical, perhaps. <laughs> 
I'm going to work on that. We're going to try to get Siri maybe during the break to laugh. But with you mentioning that you don't want to listen necessarily to the voice and you don't want to hear the the computer-generated voice of yourself, I'm curious. You have one of the most recognizable voices for people who have had an iPhone. Is there anyone who you think has a distinctive voice or someone who, when you hear the voice, it's just instantly recognizable for you? Uh, A lot of people might think of, I guess, like a Morgan Freeman. But how about for you? Oh, wow. That's an interesting question. Um, I haven't really sat down and thought about that, really. Um, there are a lot of incredibly beautiful voices that you hear on, uh, I mean, even commercials, you know, and a lot of those people whose names I don't know. Of course, there are a lot of celebrities doing commercials now, too. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of really beautiful voices around. Um, I, you know, of course, now that you've put me on the spot, I can't think of one. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people can follow you on Twitter. Maybe you'll give the answer there when you've had some time to think about it. But I want to go to some go. of the, t- the Twitter questions that we've gotten and email questions. Surprising. This was really the most asked question for you, Susan, and a huge, overwhelming margin. And the question was, are you available or do you do voicemail greetings for people? And uh, I'm guessing that you probably have been asked that in the past. Well, it's funny because... Uh, my son has been suggesting that for a really long time, and you know, I uh, I've been thinking about doing it, and so uh, I, I think there is an interest there, and so there is a possibility of my setting up a um, a specific website. I have a website. If anyone's curious to see all the crazy Siri interviews and stuff that have happened so far, and you know, TV appearances, you can check out my website, which is Susan C. Bennett dot com b e n n e t t and uh, I'm seriously thinking of setting up a new website that's strictly that uh, you know people can go in and, and just make requests and and use PayPal to to uh, to have the voicemail uh, message done. I think that would be kind of amazing. We will keep everyone updated on that if and when it Absolutely. happens. Absolutely, and if it happens, that. I will definitely tweet about it. So. <laughs> One of my other passions, Susan. Unrelated to anything that we've talked about so far, in addition to snacks, is music. And you've Mm -hmm. had the wonderful opportunity, as I said at the top of this segment, to perform with Roy Orbison, Burt Bacharach. There's some amazing artists. I mean, that really sounds like life-changing stuff. Well, music has really been the the focal point of my my entire life. I uh, next-door neighbor heard me playing um, playing a, a. toy piano by ear at the age of four and told my parents about it and he actually gave me his piano and uh, so I've been playing piano since I was four and um, and singing I started singing in high school and uh, I have a source of music in in every room in my house so music is is very important to me and actually music is what led me into doing voiceover work because back in the day um, (laughs) when they used to have groups of singers that would go in to record jingles. And, you know, jingles aren't very prevalent these days. They tend to use old pop music or even new pop music for, for commercials these days. But we used to go in, we'd have groups of four or six people who would go into the studio together um, to sing a jingle. And um, we did that a lot. And one day I was doing that, and the voice talent didn't show up for whatever reason. So the owner of the studio said, Susan, come here. You you don't have an accent. Come over here and read this copy. And so I thought, oh, I can do this. And so I got some voice coaching, 
and uh, learned how to do it. There's, you know, it's a skill like most jobs, and uh, started. They got an agent and started working, and ultimately that led to old Siri. <laughs> The thing that you mentioned that really stands out, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree, I miss a good jingle. Love the jingle. Yeah. Well, but, I think it'll probably come around. Most things do. <laughs> you know, everything has its, has its little moment, and then it, then it you know, cycles around. So, yeah, it's, yeah it I'm would sure. certainly be nice for the musicians if that were, were the case, because we used to just, uh, we, we would go down there and sing, you know, in, in the studio, um, several times a week, so it was an, it was an actual job, you know, and it was uh, it was fun too. So Mother's Day, Susan, is Sunday, and you've celebrated the occasion with a really funny video. What would happen if Siri was your mother? Right. How did this video come about? Tell us. I've seen it. For the folks out there who haven't seen it yet, tell us about this video because it's very funny. Well. Uh, the Daily Dot dot com is a, a web newspaper, and it's uh, they've got quite a few uh, viewers. I mean, millions of viewers. And uh, the the guy, uh, the one of the writers and producers, contacted me by email and said, "Hey, would you be up to do for doing some kind of you know crazy little skit sometime?" And so uh, you know, I thought, well, yeah, I would. And so he came up with this idea of what if you know, the, a woman, a young woman, had Siri as her mother. And the um, great thing for Mother's Day, of course. And the young woman is calling Siri for uh, advice and, you know, to basically for, for some, uh, you know, emotional um, uh, help. And <laughs> she basically, she, you know, she wants a, a shoulder to cry on. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of a stretch for Siri, so it's pretty funny. And it's an on-camera thing. It's, a, you know, it's an actual video with the, the daughter and actually me on camera responding to her with the, with the Siri voice. <laughs> so it's it's really funny. funny. Folks who haven't seen it, we've posted a link to the video on our Twitter feed at Crawl Call Show and on CrollCall.com. Susan, I want to give you, before we have to go to break, where can people find you? You've already given the website, but uh, where can they find you elsewhere on the Internet or maybe in some appearances? Well, um, the, my Twitter um, name is at Seriously Susan, and Seriously, S-I-R-I, Seriously. And um, so that's probably the best, the best place. We'll send them there. I'm going to have you do one last favor to help me kick to commercial. We've got the Kitchen Witch coming up with uh, the first of many of her little helpful tips. So do you think if I asked Siri... A question she might be able to help out? It's possible, but I'm sorry, Dan. Siri does not cook. <laughs> well, we don't, well, we'll work on that. Maybe that's coming for the, the next iPhone, whatever version they're at. We are going <laughs> to take a quick break. Susan Bennett, I want to thank you so much for being here. Let's take a listen, though, to our first tip from The Kitchen Witch. Hey everyone, still me, the Kitchen Witch. Instead of serving your scrambled eggs with bacon this Mother's Day, how about jazzing them up with some smoked salmon and sliced avocado? Or spoon them on top of Canadian bacon with a dollop of creamy hollandaise sauce? Scrambled eggs are so versatile, so whether you eat them on their own or jazz them up with grated cheese, onions, capers, really the sky's the limit. You can create something truly magical 
Now, let's get back to Dan. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We go from the voice of Siri to our favorite witch. It's been quite a long time since she's been here. I think the last time that the Kitchen Witch was here was back for our Super Bowl special when she was helping us make all sorts of tasty, good snacks for the big game. I still don't know if we're allowed to say Super Bowl without getting into legal trouble, but I'm saying it. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Lindsay Wells is back. She is someone who is a favorite here on Kroll Call because she has such amazing and yet simple recipes, and I'm sure she has difficult recipes, but today it's all about simplicity. Lindsay, Welcome back to Kroll Call. Thanks, Dan. I'm glad to be back. And uh, yeah, totally about the simplicity. I like to get in and out of the kitchen as quickly as I possibly can. So since we mentioned them, we're going to be talking about some easy-to-make recipes for Mother's Day. What is the most complicated thing you've ever made? Ooh, that's a good question, Dan. Hmm. Just popped into my head. The most complicated thing I've ever made, I actually, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I actually won $20,000 making it. It was a um, it was a pork tenderloin that was stuffed with a couscous and apricot and pistachio filling, and then it was a contest that was through Philadelphia cream cheese, so it had this amazing, like, luxurious, velvety sauce. But it was a it was a very complex recipe um, from start to finish, very time consuming, very fiddly, but in the end, worth it. Of course, it was twenty thousand dollars worth it. I have a you fun bet. fact that just you know the great thing about listening to Kroll Call is you never really know what I'm going to say or what will pop into Uh-oh. my head at any given point in time. But fun fact. Philadelphia cream cheese has nothing to do with Philadelphia. It was actually invented in New York. Oh, I did not know that. Interesting. Again, Interesting. fun fact. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Being from Philadelphia, I you know always hear people, oh, cheesesteaks and cream cheese and soft pretzels right. and all sorts of other things. But yeah, they, they just gave it the name Philadelphia cream cheese because it had a good sort of ring to it. It has zero to do with Philadelphia. Interesting. Well, and it was interesting, too, because in that contest, it was called The Real Women of Philadelphia. So I was constantly having people asking me if I was from Philadelphia. So, Well, through the connection, I am making you an honorary Philadelphian. Yay. Whether you want to be or not, you are. I totally want to be. I'm honored. <laughs> good, good. So we are talking, of course, Mother's Day is okay. Sunday. And one of the things that I think that we most think of when it comes to Mother's Day is we think of little kids making breakfast, whether it's, you know, a bowl of cereal uh, or something that may or may not be in some degree of being burned. You know, it's all about the gesture. It's all about mom. And you today are highlighting some very easy to make recipes that I guess everybody can get involved in for Mother's Day, or as I like to say, I think that folks should celebrate Mother's Day every other day, not just on Mother's Day. So why do you think it's so important? Why do you think there's such a tie, Lindsay, between Mother's Day and cooking for moms? Is it because mom cooks every other day of the year and this is the one day that we can pay her back? 
Yeah, I think so. I think, and I mean, what mom hasn't experienced the burnt toast and you know, <laughs> cold tea on Mother's Day being brought in at six in the morning? <laughs> you know, it's kind of a rite of passage for mothers and and uh, and for children as well. And yeah, I think it's just about giving back. Very often, in you know, not in all families, but in in a lot of families, mom does most of the cooking, and and so um, I think the kids get excited about getting into the kitchen. I know my poor mother um, one Mother's Day I served her we lived close to a lake and I'd gone out fishing for Mother's Day first thing in the morning and one of my neighbors who'd been out fishing caught a catfish and my mom got a presentation of a raw catfish in bed <laughs> on Mother's Day when I was about eight. So, poor woman. So you were ahead of the sushi curve. You were. I was way ahead. I was really, I was really farm to table at eight years old. <laughs> it was happening. <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh, we're. I mean, I guess it'd probably be the easiest thing. Just put something raw on a plate and say, "Hey, mom, here you go." But here, mom. <laughs> we're gonna put some heat. Well, actually, no, we're not, because some of your recipes don't even require heat. But let's talk about some of the things that you think would be mm. good ideas or, uh, you know, for, for folks out there who are thinking that maybe they do want to make something for their mom or there's a dad listening or, or someone who's listening, their kids involved, and they want to do that. But at the same time, they do want to come through with something that isn't burnt toast or raw catfish. Or raw catfish, yeah. <laughs> what are some things that you would suggest or recommend? And of sure. course, some of these tips will be playing during our commercial breaks here on Crawl Call, but let's talk a little bit more in detail right yeah. here. Well, first of all, I'm such a believer in the make-aheads. And there's there's um, quite a few really good, like really well-known make-ahead breakfast and brunch recipes that I fully endorse. And um, and uh, those are like the breakfast casseroles. There's one that's called a wife saver breakfast casserole. You make it the night before and just pop it into the oven. It's delicious. There's also a lot of recipes out there if people Google them for um, overnight or make-ahead French toast. Ooh. And it's actually in a casserole. Super cool. I've made them myself. Really delicious. Really easy. Um, another one that I just love to make and I actually have a little Philadelphia cream cheese connection with it is I love Eggs Benedict and I've got a super super easy hollandaise sauce recipe that's a little bit lighter where you don't have to be whipping up hollandaise that you can make with Philadelphia cream cheese so that's a good one and then um, the other thing you know for little kids and uh, if they get into the kitchen I think one of the first things I ever learned how to do was scramble eggs so like a plate full of perfectly scrambled eggs and, and being able to teach kids how to do that, uh, that's a really neat way to start in the kitchen. So, yeah, and then just other ideas, um, you know, fresh granola or some nice muffins. Uh, all of those things are really, like, granola is super easy to be able to make at home. And, again, could be a project that the kids do that they put to, you know, put into a little jar for mom. I'll decorate it up, and, and she's got granola for the week. Scrambled eggs, Lindsay. It's, uh, mm-hmm. It seems like such an easy thing. And for mm-hmm. a lot of people, uh, I mean, I've seen it on some of the cooking reality competitions here where they challenge people to make uh, a yeah. certain number of scrambled eggs. It's deceptively easy. So with that, let's focus on scrambled eggs and you'll sure. be giving a, a, a great recipe coming up. What do people need to know so they don't mess it up? I mean, is, yes. is it pan temperature? Do we need to put butter in the pan? What do we need to do to make the perfect scrambled egg? 
So what you need to, for the perfect scrambled egg, the first thing you need is patience. So you're not going to, people make the mistake of having their pan too hot and scrambling them up really quickly. And then you end up with eggs that are watery and rubbery. So the trick is, is you want a really good nonstick pan Mm -hmm. and you want to, I I like to use um, just a little bit of real butter into your nonstick pan. And then you want to heat your pan to medium. So you, you don't want that pan too hot. And then you scramble up your eggs. And another trick of mine, I always sneak in a scoop of creme fraiche or sour cream into my eggs. Ooh. It adds a really just a beautiful velvety texture and flavor to your eggs. Um, whip them up really good. And then you pour them into that medium pan. And then what you're going to do is reduce your heat even more to about medium low. And then using a spatula, you just kind of push your eggs in toward the middle and you just keep doing that very gently. And it'll take about seven to ten minutes for them to scramble up when you use that method. But what you're going to get is beautiful, soft, yellow. They're not going to be burnt, just soft, luxurious eggs. And then I love to serve scrambled eggs with a little bit of caper over top for that bit of briny saltiness. And Seriously, if you do that method, you're going to be serving scrambled eggs like you'd get in a really good, like, four-star hotel. Nobody will ever guess that, you know, all it was was a little butter. And uh, and as Julia Child says, butter makes everything better, but you don't need a lot. It does. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, butter, there's no substitute. <laughs> okay, so here's <laughs> the other question. With the, the butter and the eggs, and, you know, not to mention anyone specifically, but... I will. I've been to places like an IHOP or even, you know, as little Denny's or mm-hmm. currently, you know, going to a, a four-star brunch at the Four Seasons. Mm. And you order two eggs scrambled and they come out and it's this ginormous plate of eggs. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I do the same thing at home and I use two scrambled eggs and it comes out to be maybe oh, yeah. a tablespoon of eggs. What am I doing? Are, are they using ostrich eggs? What am I doing wrong <laughs> that my eggs don't fluff up or, or measure up to the way that they're doing it? Maybe you're cooking them a little bit too quickly. Ooh, okay. Like I said, um, so what you want to do, and you want to really, <clears throat> um, when you kind of whip up the eggs in your bowl, And also try adding sour cream. When you whip them up, you want to get lots of air into them. So use a whisk mm. and, um, and, and really fluff them up. Another thing, though, that happens sometimes with restaurants, I'll just give you a little restaurant secret. Ooh. Sometimes a restaurant will sneak in a little bit of um, something like um, cornstarch or baking soda into the eggs to make them fluff up a little bit more. My short-term memory is on the fritz right now, so it's either cornstarch. It's one of the two anyways that you can, you can actually add things to eggs to make them fluff here but to do it the natural way the the way I I do it is just get a lot of air into those eggs and then as I said just a a really kind of a lower temperature pan and um, and then pushing your eggs in toward the middle as they cook while we go on to the next topic we are talking to Lindsay Wells the kitchen witch for those of you out there who have really good recipes for fluffy scrambled eggs tell us what your secret is do you use cornstarch do you use something else do you i don't know use silly putty who knows what people use (laughs) tweet us don't please don't use silly putty i'm sure that's not good but tweet us at curl call show let us know what your secrets are and we will share some of them coming up on air and that'll be that but going on 
uh, I'm wondering, Lindsay, you know, we talked about Mother's Day. We talk about kids making things for their moms. Do you have a favorite recipe that makes you think of your mom or a grandmother or, or some other motherly figure in your life? Oh, for sure. Well, my grandmother's, my grandmother's name was Helen. She was a wonderful woman, and actually her birthday would have been Mother's Day this year, hmm. May the 9th, and uh, she passed away quite a few years ago now, but she was an amazing cook. My mom's also an amazing cook, so it's kind of passed on through the generations. And my gra- there was nothing my grandma couldn't cook, but one of the things she used to make when I was growing up was homemade cinnamon buns, Ooh. and... You, you could smell them in the house. They were, they they were huge and gooey and delicious. And all the you know the dough was homemade. Um, she lived on a farm. And then the other thing that my grandma made that was just spectacular. Now I know your aversion to vegetables, but she used to make this thing called hodgepodge, which is a Canadian thing. And what it is is it is um, all of the new vegetables from the garden, and then it's done up again in butter and cream and all that stuff. And we'd only get it about one a year when the new vegetables came in and um, yeah I always think about my grandma when I think of those things oh and that and another one that she used to make called monkey bread have you ever Mm -hmm. had monkey bread I have Uh, I I found that everyone's is a little bit slightly different for some reason but I have had it and it sounds really good right about now yes I know (laughs) getting hungry talking about all this stuff yeah, so we're going to turn to something that is completely unappetizing to me. Oh, uh, you mentioned it, my aversion to vegetables. Uh-oh. If people will recall way back on the first episode of Crawl Call when we started under the new moniker, uh, Melissa Gilbert was on the show and threatened to cause bodily harm to me if I didn't try her <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Which are excellent, I must add. <laughs> you can check out that entire interview also in the archives at crawlcall.com. But... Fun little story here. Folks know, Lindsay, I know you know, and and regular listeners to the show know that I was at the Daytime Emmys a couple of weeks ago, and back in the press room where we sit and wait for all of the folks who win to come back, um, people who come back, though, they're not just soap people. And for my job uh, at SoapCentral.com, I'm there to talk to the soap people. But there are people who come back from the judge shows and from the talk shows and from cooking shows and all of that who are also winners and expect to, you know, have their moment in the spotlight to talk about their win. Well, Lindsay, the host of The Chew won this year for, I want to say it was informational talk show host. And they came back and... (laughs) It was crickets. No one in the press corps had anything for them. I mean, it was literally crickets, hoot owls, and tumbleweed. There was nothing. And (laughs) Carla Hall, who many people also know from her appearance on Top Chef, Chef, she said, you know, hey, wait a minute. You guys have questions for other people. And, of course, we're nodding because there were questions. So there was nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, I thought, you know what? They can't not be asked a question. So I put my hand up. They took, brought the microphone over. And I said to her... And I'll say it to you, so you'll have your chance. I said, uh, Carla, I hate vegetables. <laughs> of course, and the, the press room erupted, because, I mean, no one expected that sort of question. Everybody's laughing, and once they came back, I said, what can you do to make me like vegetables? And there was some back and forth, and she does some charitable work here in Philadelphia at uh, Drexel University, and she said she is coming over to my house and will be cooking vegetables for me so that I oh. will learn 
to like vegetables. That is way too awesome. I love Carla. That is that is awesome. So is she going to do that? Well, she said because you know you figured this is it's chit chat and you know that's yeah. what you say and whatever. And afterwards, she sent me a message on the Twitter machine. Mine is at Dan J Kroll. You can go and look at it. But she sent me a message and said uh, she keeps her word. And gave me the contact information to who to get in in touch with. And, uh, I mean, I have heard nothing yet. But this is the danger that happens. I mean, certainly on on live air and certainly there, I get myself in trouble. So now I may be expected to eat vegetables. (laughs) You're going to have to eat you some vegetables, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds terrible. Oh, I mean, it's you need Mother's to film Day. that so oh. that we can all watch you eat the vegetables. <laughs> I don't think I want any photographic evidence of me ever eating a vegetable. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's not. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only thing, the, the best way I could think of to trick you into eating some vegetables is I know you like sweets. I do. So I'd sneak them into some cupcakes. I'd make like zucchini chocolate cupcakes oh, and well, I wouldn't tell you there was zucchini in it. That's actually fine to me. I enjoy zucchini <clears throat> bread. That doesn't bother me. Oh, do you? I just don't want I, zucchini. Uh, that's not true. I will occasionally eat it and I do like uh, assorted squash. I just don't seek it out. It's not something <laughs> that I will say, woo, we're going for some squash tonight. That's not me. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a lot of people actually. See? I don't think I've ever heard anybody say, woo, squash tonight. <laughs> I mean, uh, so I mean, I'm not, and there are, as people know, there are some vegetables that I do like, and I enjoy the green beans, and I'll eat a carrot, and uh, corn, and potatoes, and things like that, but that's really, really the extent of it. Um, Now, fruits, completely fine, except for evil, cantaloupe or evil, I hate hate the cantaloupe, Um, but that's, I mean, it's Mother's Day, I figured my mother has not in, however old I am, in 312 years, gotten me to eat vegetables, Uh, Melissa Gilbert hasn't gotten me to eat vegetables. You, Lindsay Wells, the Kitchen Witch, have not gotten me to eat vegetables. So, I mean, do we think Carla Hall stands a chance, or will she forget about this and I'll be able to, you know... I don't know, Carla Hall. If anybody can do it, Carla Hall might be your match, Dan. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I wonder... The thing with me, too, is I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I think that people yeah. would expect that if she makes something and I eat it, and if I don't like it as a vegetable, I think people would expect me to say, I don't like it. They're not going to want oh, me to say, sure. oh, this is the best vegetable ever, right? No. Mm. No, not at all. I think mm. we should start a betting pool. <laughs> well, what, okay, what's the, what are we doing? Maybe we can get some uh, Vegas odds. I mean, they bet on the yeah. royal kid's name. Maybe we can exactly. get uh, some odds going here. Some odds to see if you'll, if, will he like them or will he not? <laughs> and I promise if those of you who do make a bet, I will not tell you after the fact that my shoulder was injured and, and you know, the way that... <laughs> oh, I See, I, again, get myself in trouble. They can come and beat the living crap out of me. <laughs> they can beat the there Brussels sprouts out of me. So maybe I better leave that alone. But, Lindsay, and when folks who enjoy vegetables and enjoy other things, if they want to see your magic... Where can they find you? Where do they need to go to? Because I know that, you know, from your appearances here, people love the recipes that you shared. Uh, I'm thinking the the apple crescent rolls uh, that, right, that people yeah. really, really love. But where, where can they find you? Well, they should just come on over to YouTube. And if they just put the Kitchen Witch, 
into the YouTube search, I'll come right up. Or you can even search for me on Google. The Kitchen Witch uh, will come right on up. I put out uh, two videos a week. Um, oftentimes, I do have guest appearances from my husband, also known as Big V, who is quite the comedian. So we have we have a lot of fun in the kitchen and in our videos. Currently, so for all of you vegetable lovers out there, Big V and I, he's now calling himself Slim V because we've been on a bit of a health kick. So uh, lots of healthy stuff going on right now, but also just really lots of easy, hands-on, quick recipes and fun. So do, yeah, stop by YouTube, pay me a visit. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, all of those good things. And all of the recipes that you have shared with us on Kroll Call are in our archives at krollcall.com. You can go there from the first recipe that you did for us, the testing of Melissa Gilbert's famous fried chicken, which was tasty. Oh um, man, that was good fried chicken. <laughs> there were yeah, some, was... yeah, there was there was some really really good. I mean, that's more Amazing. up my up my alley. Sorry, Melissa. I'm sure your Brussels sprouts are delicious. Uh, did some Thanksgiving tips, which seems like a ways off, but I mean that'll be here before you know it, and you can prepare during the summer with some easy to things of, of how to get Thanksgiving together, um, and the Super Bowl recipes. I mean, there's been a whole lot of stuff, so I think that folks who are maybe reluctant to get into the kitchen. This is a great way for them to sort of go in, as we, we talked about today with the recipes. Not everything needs to be flambe and and touching uh, no, and souffleing. Yeah, and actually, um, for anybody, if anybody does pay a visit, or I should just say this last one for Mother's Day too. Um, if you never try another kitchen witch recipe, or if you've never tried one before, um, I do have a recipe that's very recent up on YouTube right now for um, uh, for um, lettuce wraps, and I can't even tell you enough how good these <laughs> lettuce wraps are, and they're so easy. So again, for mom, if you've got mom who's sort of watching her calories or whatever, it doesn't matter. It, they're so good, so I just have to say that. Sounds like a plan. Speaking of of moms, we are going to take a break, but on the other side, we're going to try. I don't know how this is going to work, Lindsay, but we are going to call my mother and my grandmother. They have no idea that they're going to be on the air. So this will be interesting. We're going to see how it oh, goes. That's awesome. I if, can't wait. It could be a recipe <laughs> for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, thank you so much for spending some time with me. I, you know, it's always so much fun to have you here, and hopefully, we'll have you back sooner rather than later. Yeah, thanks, Dan, and a really big happy Mother's Day to your mom and your grandma. I will let them know, uh, but yeah. not, not until after the commercial break. So stay tuned, everybody. We're coming back with an on-air live experiment. Who knows how it'll go when Crow Call returns. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. 
If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who's slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. I have a wonderful idea for serving something bubbly to your mom this Mother's Day. Now, I love the crisp, cool taste of Prosecco, which is an Italian white sparkling wine. But you can bump up the festive factor by first adding about five or six fresh raspberries to a champagne flute and then pour Prosecco over the fruit. It looks so beautiful and goes great with dessert, especially something rich and chocolatey, like my double chocolate brownies. I'll leave a link for those on the Kroll Call website. Now let's get back to Dan. I don't know about vegetables, but I do know about double chocolate brownies. Those sound tasty. Thank you again to Lindsay Wells for her Kitchen Witch tips. In case you're just joining us, well, we've only got a couple of minutes left in the show, but I'm Dan Kroll. I'm your host. We are going to be doing something now that I've never attempted before. I'm not even entirely sure why I'm doing this now. But, you know, you've been around for 20 years. You figure, what the hell? Let's go for broke and either go down fighting or uh, it would be boring otherwise. First, I want to give a little update. You know, we have a lot of guests here on Kroll Call. And since it is Mother's Day, I've been watching my Twitter feed. And Cynthia James, who is a motivational speaker, and she's been a guest here and contributor on Kroll Call, She's been posting a lot of things for women, and her most recent tweet says, You are here to make a difference and bring your gifts. Join women creating the life of their dreams, and it is womencreatingourfutures.com. You can check that out, and we hope to have Cynthia James here on the show. But as we're doing all of that, I am now going to start making random phone calls. So if I disappear, it's because I probably pushed the wrong button. Play along, listen to the music, go to a commercial. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to start calling people to see what they're doing and to wish them a happy Mother's Day. So I'm going to start somewhere friendly. I don't know if she's home, but I'm going to call my Nana and see exactly what happens here. So let's see what goes on. I'm dialing numbers. If you hear numbers, just pretend you don't hear it. But here we go. Let's see what happens. The phone should be ringing. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, we've got... I thought we have a drum roll. That was an amazing effect. Oh, ooh, let's see what happens. It's ringing. I have no idea if she's there. I probably should have found out this first, but let's see. Hello. Of course she's not there. Hey, Nana, where are you? If you're there, pick up the phone. I'm here. I'm oh. here. Oh, look. What are you doing? Nothing much. Um, so I'm calling to wish you an early happy Mother's Day, and I have a question for you. We were having a discussion, and I want to get an answer. Do you know what Siri is? Do you know who Siri is? Who, who what? Siri. Who? Do you know what that means? Do you know who that is? No. Siri is a voice. She's the voice of the, the iPhone. I think mom has one. She, you push the little button and she talks in a computer voice and tells you all the answers to your life questions. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I, she, she's never showed you Siri at all? No. Oh. Well, that doesn't help. So, what are you doing? What are you up to? What's going on in your life? Not much. What's on TV? I hear TV in the background. 
the world news. Why do you watch the news? The news is always so depressing and sad. I don't watch it. I was just putting around. Oh, well, I, what's... Oh. What? No, I was going to say, well, because, you know, I was watching the news earlier, and uh, duck boats are running over people, and... <laughs> I know. I, I wish I just had room for just sound. What else did you do today? Anything exciting? No. Hmm. Well, that's not, this is not making for a very interesting discussion. <laughs> what did you do today? Um, well, it's funny you should ask. I was here, and I'm having my roof replaced on the house. You're kidding. No. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, there's uh, some sort of crazy leak and a builder defect, allegedly. Don't sue me. Uh, so they have to come and replace the entire roof. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Or for how young the home is yet. It's yeah. not the, the house ain't so old. No. I feel like I need my roof replaced. I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, I'll get mine replaced soon, I guess. Well, what's, uh, what's your daughter up to? Have you spoken to her? Has she called to wish a happy early Mother's Day no. weekend? No. No. I don't know what she's up to. Didn't you hear from your mom? No. I know that she got you a microwave, though. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that was our last discussion that we were talking about. Hmm. Remember? Well, yeah, but my memory is, is not as good as it used to be. <laughs> Mine isn't either. I have an excuse. What's yours? I blame the same thing that you do. Your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no. So one, whatever, uh, I'm getting ready to go to dinner shortly. I'm curious, what did she ever give you any good Mother's Day gifts? Did I ever give you any good Mother's Day gifts? Well, last year your mom bought me this living room suit for Mother's Day. Oh, well, that's nice. And this year she got your microwave. Yeah. So I wonder what next year is going to be. Maybe a vacuum cleaner. I hope not. Maybe a new car. A new car! It'll be like Oprah. <laughs> well, yeah. So what about me? Did I ever get you anything for Mother's Day? Ever? Maybe when I was little, did I bake you a cake? Did I get you, uh, make you an ashtray? Did I, did I put my hand in a, in a piece of uh, putty and, and give it to you? Not to my knowledge, no. So I've never given you a Mother's Well, that makes me a terrible grandchild. You probably took me, you and your mom probably took me shopping. Oh, okay. Someplace or other. Well, ironically, uh, I see my mother's actually calling me, so let me let you go, Nana. I love you. I will talk to you later. Okay, I love you too, baby. Bye. Bye. Well, that wasn't absolutely terrible. That was actually, I don't know if it was entertaining for all of you, but it was a good first trial run here for our whatever, whatever it is that we do here with uh, unplanned calls and things. So we'll maybe do more of these later in the future. I hope that everyone out there, if you are celebrating Mother's Day this week and that you have a very happy Mother's Day, and I hope that you have enjoyed today's show as much as I have. And I have to say, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to be doing with my mom for Mother's Day because she has plans to go to a baseball game, so apparently baseball wins out over spending quality time with her child. We'll 
work on that. Maybe we'll, we'll celebrate. Actually, now that I think about it, we don't celebrate any of our holidays on time. We celebrate Thanksgiving a week late. Christmas comes sometime in January usually. And that actually reminds me, I have a friend out there listening who I have not seen since Christmas. Her Christmas gift is still under my tree. Uh, not a Christmas tree. Don't worry. I'm not freaking out. It's, it's a plant and a tree in there. But I think that's it for today. I'm looking. We're almost out of time. As I said, everyone out there who's celebrating Mother's Day this weekend, we wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Next week, we're going to be back here with actor Riley Bodenstab, along with all of our usual regular Kroll Kali goodness. That's Friday, May 15th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And of course, we're always on at KrollCall.com. You can head over there to listen to any of our past shows. They're all available on demand for free. You can also download copies completely free of charge from iTunes. Just go to their podcast section, search for Kroll Call, scroll down. You'll see us there. There are more than, what, 300 episodes now? There's a lot of episodes that we've done other uh, in Kroll Call and under the Soap Central Live moniker. You have a lot of stuff there to listen to. So that's it for me. I'm Dan Kroll signing off. I hope that you'll join me back here again next time. And remember, the next time the phone rings, pick it up. It could be the Kroll Call. I don't know what that means. We're working on that for a tagline. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But have a great week, everybody. And we'll see you back here next time. We're into home.